You know, we start every show off the same, right? Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Soul Serum Podcast. I am your host, as always, Clay Bonin. I'm joined yet again by Tanner Mavis. But on this special interview episode in the studio today, we have none other than Rocco with us in the building. How are you doing today? Man, I'm doing well. Doing well. I uh, enjoying myself. Got back from New York. uh, Yeah. Did you get back today or did you get back yesterday? We got back on Monday, I think. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Monday, Sunday night kind of thing. Nice. Nice. Well, Rocco is a producer from the Cincinnati area, and this is actually... Oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Before we go into the interview, I want to remind everybody, subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, join the motherfucking Discord, uh, follow us on TikTok, Soul Serum main page, podcast page, fucking just Google Soul Serum and click on all the links, please. Hit the like and subscribe button on Soul Serum TV. Mm -hmm. It Mm -hmm. helps the algorithm more than you know gets yeah. our shit out there and yeah y'all know the drill you know the drill, you know the drill. <laughs> you'll see all the graphics it'll pop up um so seeing as this is your first like long form interview i i just wanted to get some of the basics out of the way just for people who yeah. might not be familiar with you and your work so sure. you just tell us who you are where and where you're from uh my name is rocco roy I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio, more like northern, kind of towards like the Westchester area. Mason is where I went to high school, Mm. but I don't necessarily claim that. But, you know, (laughs) that's where I'm from. I feel like most people from Mason don't claim that. They don't. They really (laughs) don't. I mean, it's it's hit or miss. Like you either love it or you're like, I'm out of here. Yeah. My uh, my biological family is from like Mount Healthy area. So I like associate with like Wynton Woods kind of area. Got you. Nice. Got you. But. And so you're a producer, right? Yes, sir. Yes, um, sir. When did you start getting into music production? Or, I mean, have you always had, like, uh, an affinity for music? Like, yeah. just run me through that a little bit. So uh, growing up, my brother was in, like, the church band and okay. whatnot. He did, like, he was the bass player. He did the lights for him. He did kind of, like, the whole uh, the whole setup for him. Kind of got their things rolling. Yeah. Uh, got them to get in the rhythm of making, like, you know, good music i guess for like the sunday service and whatnot nice and uh i'd always see him in you know working in logic and whatnot because they Mm -hmm. he had helped the church work on like their album or whatnot uh and he kind of showed me logic a little bit and i was always sitting in the the basement watching him work on you know like some alternative stuff and i yeah i was always known as the football kid in the family Mm -hmm. i was like not the musician it was like oh he don't do music oh he don't you know whatever and uh it got to a point where my brother moved out and was like, hey, I got this laptop. And this was like 2013 and was like, yeah, Logic's already on there. Like, you know, let me know if you have any questions. And I was like, OK. And uh, he moved out and I text him every once in a while, like, hey, do you, how can I do this? How can I do that? And some of the things that I was like trying to do, he didn't even know because I'm making, wow. you know, I'm trying to make hip hop music. Right. Right. And he's right. making alternative and stuff. So, uh yeah, around 2013. I've, I mean, I've always been in a music. Family. How how old are you? Uh, uh, around I'm 21. This time. Oh, at this time, yeah, 13. 13. Around. So, but like when I said my brother was uh, doing stuff for the church, this is when I was six, seven, eight years okay. old. Okay, my brother's four or five years older than me. So, so the music, whether you knew it or not, was yeah. always there somehow always, yeah. in your family. Okay. It just was never supposed to be me. You know what I'm right, saying? It wasn't right. supposed to be uh, my path. So. 
So then you started making beats around age 13 or 14. Yeah. When did when did you start taking it seriously though? When when were you like, "Damn, I actually really enjoy this and this is very satisfying." Uh, when when did that come? So around 2015, 2016 I'd say is when I started taking it serious cuz I was still playing football and I was messing around with beats. Mm-hmm. And uh a lot of my friends just kind of was like, oh, yeah, he made beats. And I made chill beats. I made, like, really relaxing, kind of, like, not lo-fi. lo-fi. It wasn't even lo-fi. It was, like, I don't know. That that wasn't necessarily, like, a term that people associated, like, yeah. chill music with. Yeah. So uh, it was just like, oh, he make elevator music kind of thing, right? <laughs> and I was like, Fire, yeah, I would, you know, get in the car and show my boys. And I would, you know, throw in, uh, like, plug in on the laptop and start playing my beats and stuff. And I started getting serious when... Uh, I had found this dude on the internet named Felly. Yep. And Felly made these little, you know, videos when he's like 13, 14 years old, you know, on his beat pad. And I was like, dude, I can do that. Cause he's like a dude from like a place like Mason, you know, and he mm-hmm. kind of disassociated himself a little bit, worked on his craft yeah, and started doing his thing. And I saw a lot of motivation in that and was like, that could be me. Yeah. So I started sending beats to Felly and once how'd I, you make that connection like first you just dude, reached out dude i had looked up his government name on google <laughs> and found a essay that he wrote with his personal email at the very bottom of the essay whoa and i had started flooding his email with beats. Bro, producers are y'all listening bro. like this is the things you gotta do to get I these was, placements yeah bro i wasn't trying to i wasn't trying to be on no like weird stuff but i just was like dude like i really like what he's doing yeah. i see he's reachable i think he has crazy potential and like uh, there was a part of me that was like he's not reachable like i can't and so i i would send i sent him like 30 40 beats which by the way producers do not send 30 yeah. 40 beats <laughs> like they will not listen to 30 or 40 beats they'll listen Hell to the no. first five and whatever well i sent him 30 40 beats and uh after like the third or fourth email he emailed me back this was like four or five months after the first email and he was like yo hey like these three are really hard like you know make some more like that so i sent more and the next one, he was like, hey, I recorded the three or four of these. Like, uh, is it cool if you're on my next album? And this was Wild Strawberries. Whoa. Or not, it wasn't even Wild Strawberries at the time. It was- so uh, What year was that? The song the songs were made in 16 and then 17 is when everything dropped. Because okay. he dropped new flavors, which had like the juice box covers. Mm-hmm. And my bad. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the, the FX on that was probably funny. But uh, yeah, I- that was 2017 and he hit me up and was like, Hey, is it cool if you're on my album? I said, yeah, for sure. He sent, I was 17 years old in high school. Like telling my friends like, bro, I'm about to make, you know, whatever for, for Felly. And at the time everyone's like, who's Felly? Yeah. You right, know? Right. How big was Felly at that Dude, time? At the time he was just kind of like, I, I, I had heard about Felly like 2015, 2016-ish, and I only know that because one of my friends, uh, I won't say her name to keep her identity hidden, but if she's listening, she'll know. She went to a Felly, Felly, and um, there was some other dude who was always rocking with Felly. Gyps? Yes, yes, yeah. Felly and Gyps concert, yep. and yep. I think I think Gyps wanted to take her back to the hotel. And, hey, he liked that, and she she <laughs> didn't she didn't because she was with the dude at the time, and I was low key like, you fucked up. Yeah, oh no, bitch, she didn't come back. Yeah, so I, I know that he's been I, I've been aware of him for a while. So yeah, twenty seventeen ish sounds about right. Bro, he know? he been in the game for a little bit. He been making YouTube videos since like two thousand eleven. Yeah, and so uh, you would say. 
that connection, you sending beats to Feli, Feli like acknowledging you saying you're hard, like that was kind of like what what made you think like oh like yeah like, I can do this, dude. Like, it, someone it, like Feli is fucking with me, like I can I can take this to the next step, you know. It made me feel like anything was reachable. I'm and yeah. that's kind of how I've set like that's what I've set in my head is like nothing is impossible here because like you're really one person away. Yeah, from, for sure you know meeting the, the, the internet bro like you dude, literally the used the internet you found you bro. found his fucking government name yeah found his email sent it to him and then yeah. you put that out into the universe and it exactly. paid off exactly i mean in, in in those emails it was like hey like stop emailing me here's my number you know and then you know mm -hmm. we started texting back and forth like when it comes christmas time I'm like hey happy christmas bro. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> and uh i don't know just the relationship the connections like I don't know. I'm so glad that I was a part of like early Felly. You know? Yeah, for that's sure. Just, just live. But yeah, the 2017, 2016 is when I started really just pushing. Yeah. Fire, bro. Yeah. So I was I was listening to a lot of the beats that you make. I was listening to like your whole Spotify while I was doing research for this. Mm -hmm. And uh, you make beats that I wish that I could have made during my short stint as a quarantine producer. <laughs> um, but what what would you describe your sound as if you and i know sometimes artists hate this question but yeah. like if for people who have no idea who you are what would you kind of describe your your tight beat as yeah. if you will no nah, I, I feel that uh i like house oriented things like i like yeah. i like that house i like electronic i grew up on electronic alternative mm -hmm. kind of stuff right I, like i was explaining with my brother in the church music so uh i would say like it's to, really hard man, to, to me to me i think they're very melodic mm -hmm. i think i i like uh, at least in in some of the earlier stuff that i was listening yeah. to i liked a lot of like the chord selections yes, that you were using yes. the sounds that you were doing and and one one note that i have and this is in no way disrespectful but some of the beats were like cute though you know no, what i mean yeah i had yeah i i really liked the uh, video game ost music there That's, it is so there i wanted to incorporate ost with like hip-hop trap i want yeah. stuff that people can flow on like you know and, and that's actually a really popular sound yeah nowadays yeah too, exactly you know? and i when i was making i mean if you looked on the dates on those man i was making like those little tapes you know 17 2017 2018 yeah and a little bit of 19 but i stopped working on that style of like electronic kind of mm -hmm. stuff just because i wasn't receiving the love on it that i like right was you know i was putting a lot of work into it but i wasn't phased by that my my sound you know has kept evolving evolving in the i've been going back to house like i said so yeah I, I think house is where my my direction is right now nice I'd say and with like my last drop so uh, so good bad and as well as uh lovesick like those really showcase like my house side of things yeah that's what i want to do because i feel like that house music is just it's gonna be around forever you know what I mean? It's I think it's it's hard to deny that like an underlying yeah, exactly. like pulse and bounce. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're kind of beating around the bush of a question that I kind of want to uh, ask. Um, Let's do it. So as far as a What's producer up? and how you see yourself mm -hmm. and like your future. So there's like a couple different ways. There's a lot of different ways producers can kind of like, you know, build relationships and attack, you yeah. know, trying to be successful. You know, you got like Metro Boomin that like recently is just doing like straight collab albums with artists yeah. like 21 savage offset you got you got producer super groups now mm -hmm. like internet money. internet money working on dying nila yeah. world 
Um, and then you got people like Pierre Bourne that does like the produ- producer the yeah. art slash artist route. Yeah. Where does Rocker Roy see himself like going as far as that direction next like five ish years? I see myself going in the producer artist route because I ain't gonna lie, like I record yeah. and rap and I sing a little bit here and there, harmonizing yeah. myself uh, when I got the time to, when I'm not working on other things. But and the feedback that I get on a lot of my stuff that I hop on is positive mm-hmm. and I'm very like hard on myself. That's why I haven't necessarily dropped anything myself. Um, I'm just waiting for that right time. Cause I know that right time is going to come. And like, mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I don't want to force yeah. it. You know? Pierre Boring kind of did the same thing. Like he's yeah. been sitting on a bunch of music that Hella. he's done himself, but he waited to get the 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 credibility and exactly. the attention that he really thought he deserved by exactly. you know building with mm-hmm. Cardi and yeah. Young Nudie and all these other artists. Now he's one of the biggest producers in the world, yeah. and now he's got people that just you know they enjoyed his beats and his like production first, yeah. and now he's just making. He's on. Bro. He already made TLOP four. Like he's four yeah. four projects, pretty much him, probably more. Bro, and now he's so going crazy. Music. So much music. That man. Yeah, I definitely. Pierre Bourne's one of the producers that I look up to. I, maybe not so much now because I feel like I'm just in a whole other like area where I'm just trying to focus. I don't. I don't really want to look up to anybody in specific because I think that mm-hmm. can throw people off a lot. Right. Yeah. If you say I want to be like that, you know, I want to do that. That throws off a lot. Like because that then you just have this goal point that. You're like, I have to be him. Yeah, I have I, to exactly. Be that and that's so not like, I don't know. I don't think that's the best route in yeah. a lot of cases. He took so. a, that's like, I feel like that, that was like a rare case of a route. Like, I, yeah. I, I feel like that was a, a, t- a type of route that, well, the first one I've seen probably since like Kanye. Like oh, Kanye, the producer, artist yeah, route? Yeah, yeah, Kanye went in as a producer making beats mm-hmm. for Jay-Z. Um, who else like? I think Travis Rihanna. Scott's a little bit like Travis that too, too, though. Mm-hmm. But but I but, but he was he had demos it, and shit that he was given to labels. And yeah, shit too. I think Travis always wanted to be the artist. He yeah. just happened to also be a really good producer. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. The, I will say, like, I I love all the Pierre stuff. Um, I, some of the Pierre songs though where he's rapping i'm really not a huge fan bro. of I, I, not, I, not everything bro. but sometimes he, i'm just like man I wish, bro i'm not gonna I wish lie it wasn't on this I'm i love on. all the features that pierre has yeah, on bro. die lit bro <laughs> what's the song right now yeah yes, now that one's fire that one's yeah. fire and uh, like that. the last one top yeah yeah, yeah 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 man he he got his own sauce his own flow he does that's True. exactly why he is do you know like you said it's like some songs you could say they sound the same i guess you could say but like not like it's him you know what i mean it's i him. think pierre probably also knows that it doesn't really matter if like if he's on a song or not because like he can make his his beat style and his beat sound is like so important to hip-hop right now that like it really doesn't matter yeah. I got, I got when so he gets many... that feature too he'll get more points on the song too yeah Boy, right yeah. on a cardi song too yeah, <laughs> yeah. like he I yeah, I just definitely think he'd be in his own like his own pocket, his own bag. And I know that there. I mean, I have hella songs on my SoundCloud, whatever, that are just like you know some random artist on a Pierre Bourne beat. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, this beat's so hard. Like, <laughs> yeah. I love this song. Like, you know, and I might not think about it, but like, what I what I what I really like about this is the beat. Like, you know, right. So. Um. So let's go. Let's let's take a step back. Let's let's keep it local for a second here. Can you just like list off some of your favorite? local artists or local projects that you've worked on we'll we'll Man. get to some of the other placements later but yeah but as far Start as kind local of, first yeah in our in our immediate community here uh yeah no for sure um 
Well, shit, the uh, the album we worked on with Soul Serum, that shit was Wait, dope. Wait, is... Interfusion. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. up there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Inter- Interfusion was... Wait, you did Do or Die on yeah. that, right? Yeah, I helped So that was the song that was originally supposed to be on there, but the person who made them put the albums on there, so we wanted shit. Do or Die. It's all but, good, man. Yeah, I, like, right that whole thing... Like, I feel like that's going to be a big, like... Uh, Timestamp, like for sure, all of our people careers. look back for yeah, sure because we're gonna look back and be like, when did that drop? Oh, they was all kicking yeah. it then. Like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, so shit. Interfusion, um, Griff's album, yeah, uh, lukewarm, uh, Pang, Summerhill, uh, dude. A lot of my favorite stuff is like incorporated through Soul Serum. If we're being honest, because I feel like that's the timeless music. It's yeah. like mm-hmm. a lot of the music I've made for paying and uh and griff and i mean i did some stuff with uh perez as well uh three pete like i don't know i feel like that some of that stuff is just timeless you know yeah. it's different than just like some trap beats or whatever you know that's that's actually exactly what i was gonna say all that yeah. stuff you just listed is not like yeah trap beats yeah. this is all that kind of wavy r&b exactly. sort of exactly dare i say indie a little bit a little bit dude music. uh what's that one song that i on lukewarm that has pang and ultra Griff, ultra yeah that is like I don't even that's know. the route that you yeah. right up your alley. You talk about like the electronic house type thing, but it's like mixed with R and B. Exactly, it's right up exactly. your alley. And I threw a that little... song is beautiful. Griffin and <laughs> killed that song. Yeah. yeah, that was the first time. I, that was the first song I ever had with Pango. Pango my bad. With Pango, <laughs> that was the first time <laughs> I, I ever call had with him, That's my boys. <laughs> We're, we'll, we'll bleep that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody could know Pango's real name. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, dude, a lot of pro- I haven't even worked on. A lot of projects locally i feel like i feel yeah. like i've done a lot of singles with people i've done a lot of like random drops here and there but mm-hmm. not necessarily like that's why i say soul sim because we had like plans we had yeah you know dates we're dropping this we got you know yeah he did, ideas if, for those that don't know rocco did um pretty much like the transitions through interfusion yeah. he did like the end of the intro to make it go into the next song and then he did like the middle clockwork song which was like the interlude to go into like the second part of the album and then the last part of the album the last like minute of do or die felt like you were running through the woods in this like gauntlet type thing and then like the end it went like ah, and like i don't know <laughs> it was like you were running to like your death or like some type of sacrifice in the woods or some shit like he really made uh interfusion have this really atmospheric and like it felt like you were part of like a journey and a story and that was i mean i remember talking to you about it saying yeah like, that's what, what i wanted yeah and like you literally you... did it you surpassed my expectations of I what i wanted that, man because <laughs> I, I, I i remember i played you i was making a beat one time for interfusion and i think you were tossing ideas back and forth and i was like i'll be back like tomorrow or some yeah. shit with you know some more demos or whatever yeah and i came back with like three different you know ideas or whatnot and uh yeah, I'm so glad we got yeah. it done. That's yeah. what I love about you. Like, someone tells you like what they want. I'm like, gonna do it. I'm yeah, gonna do it. I know you yeah. do it, but like yeah. you, you like once they tell you the idea, you take the idea and you give your own rocker Roy twist, and you come back yeah. and you and more try, times than not, man. you exceed people's expectations. I try. That's really hard to do. Like, get taking ideas from other artists that yo rocker make a beat like this like this yeah. is my idea can you make a beat like this and then bring yeah. that to fruition like that's that's not an easy task i think i think i set myself up good for that because or well for that because uh when i first started making music it was a lot of my friends were like hey do this hey do that you should make something like this you know and they're just throwing these random songs and 
most of the time they're totally different songs you know they want me to make you know some john mayer's shit and then they also want me to make you know <laughs> so some far. like daft punk they also want me to make some you know like chief keef drill and i'm like <laughs> all right let me see what i can do you know and at first it was you know just me testing things out and a, uh, a john mayer chief keef type beat bro you'd be surprised <laughs> the type of things people ask for you know like not necessarily a john mayer chief keef but like right, you know they'd right. say like oh i'd like a you know a little soft song like this and then you know the next day they want something i don't know it's just all over the place but that's just the struggle of being a producer is you're gonna have people asking you mm -hmm. for this and that and mm -hmm. it's the the challenge is can you do that can you incorporate your own self and your sound in what other people want without you know because i was uh i was working with an artist uh, a little while ago in LA who was like, I'm not going to tell you what I want because you're going to show me exact, you're going to show me an exact beat of, you know what I'm saying? So he's like, just play, play whatever you think I'd sound good on. Mm. And I like, that's dope. Yeah. That's a very yeah. interesting way to go about your beat yeah. selection. I like that. Cause I was playing like, um, I was playing some like R and B and he was rolling, he was rocking with it. And then I started to play some like trap music that I knew he would just like slide on like comfortably. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, nah, like, nah, don't play none of that. Like, I want, like, just literally play your own stuff. And I was like, dang, like, okay, you're really, really giving me, like, you know, the the steering wheel to just, you know, do whatever. That's, I, do you find that important, though? Like, as a, I, so, like, the artist-producer relationship, you know what I mean? Like, like, it's, like, having it be a collaboration. Yeah. You know, is yeah. that, is that more important to you than somebody, like, hitting you being, like, email me a beat pack and you just send some stems or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know, sending beat packs, I was just kind of like, okay, that's fun. Like, you know, I, I like the surprise of, Oh, what are they going to make with that? Like I yeah. have no idea, but Quincy Jones talks about this a lot. Is that I love that you just brought up Quincy, Quincy Jones, but go man, ahead. He, that's my, and that's my true inspiration. Cause I love <sighs> Michael. So I love the relation he had with Michael. Hey, off the wall, best Michael Jackson album. Yeah, bro. And yeah. I, I'm gonna look right into the camera. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. Quincy Jones went stupid on yeah. off the wall. Bro. Dude, he, go on. <laughs> he built a family with like every album that he made of like all the people who, you know, did like, a saxophone riff here or like a guitar you know string here and there like he incorporated everyone made sure everyone was like i don't know the love the relationship that's Make why everyone that feel important and yeah, that's why that know? music is so amazing is because yeah. it ain't just sending stems off here and there and right whatnot the relation between like an artist that's why i think me and Peng like we make some good music because we'll be in the studio vibing it's not just stems back and forth like mm -hmm. we have done some stuff like that but the in-studio relationship like making music with your friends like that's yeah. why it's so dope and that's when it's cool to see that's when like uh you know you see bigger artists they become friends and then they start dropping music and you're like oh this is really hard and it's because yeah. they're friends they're in yeah. the studio chilling like totally so yeah i want to go expand on uh you were talking about like some challenges and struggles that some producers have yeah as far as being successful um so you've landed some pretty significant placements for someone like you or a producer in Cincinnati, yeah, you know, uh, big baby Gucci, Felly, uh, you could probably name a couple more off. Shit, I, yeah, um, I got a couple, man. I, dude, it's, it's random. I got a song with Ice JJ Fish that dropped in. Uh, I forgot about that. He told me that. <laughs> yeah, 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 I got a, I got one of his oh, one of his bro. like biggest songs. Yeah. Shut um, the fuck up. Are you bullshit. being dead ass I, with me bro, right it's now? Called, it's called Get Lost. He got a video with it and everything. 
that's not, amazing. Oh my, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I just nah, it, nah, would have never ever expected you to say Ice JJ Fish. That's cool. <laughs> nah, and that's what I love about it. Like, is that's one of those random features or random features? One of those random artists that I like worked with when I was young as hell, and it yeah. just like ended up being like a little stamp in like Rocco's like you know music life, I guess you could say. So expanding crazy. on that, how like what are some tips you can give? Our producers that are watching to land that first big placement you know they're, they're making beats they're grinding all the time because i know a lot of producers especially some of my friends they're every day but they're really passionate they're going hard all the time trying to make beats sending them out sometimes not you know people not hopping on them like how can how can someone make like land their first big placement or is there an alternative method that you think is better than just like chasing after like yeah a big placement you know yeah because you know there's there's like Producers, like you said, they they hit that route where they're either like, I'm gonna work with 21 Savage and that's what I'm striving for. You know, and like yeah. that's cool. Like that's and that's definitely a way to go about it. I've seen you know, there's people who do that, like literally are like, I'm going to make, you know, and they do it. Yeah. And then there's also people who build with, you know, like their homie, you know, down the street and they start making music back and forth. And then that's like that's their road to success. I advise producers don't limit yourself anybody is reachable i said this you know i think i said this earlier like you're one person away from like that next step or whatever there is not don't you know limit yourself to oh maybe i shouldn't you know send this out or maybe i shouldn't do this or do that i think really just believe that like these are people these are people who are you know they're off the time they're looking for beats they're looking for music exactly. that you know new producers like you you providing value like you are a producer yeah Artists are actively looking for beats exactly. all the time. Exactly, and they like new producers. Yeah, they, well, like it's cool to have one producer here and there, but you know they're they're always looking for new producers. And I so, think, would you like hitting on that still? Would you personally rather try to shoot and land a big placement and like continuing that type of relationship, or would you rather work with? your homie or your personal like a local up. guy and build and blow up with them and build it up uh i definitely say build it up because that's the more like authentic way because that rapper who you get that big placement with can kick you to the curb any second exactly you know what sure. i'm saying and that but that's also another thing if you meet if you meet a rapper who's big and you get a placement with them don't just sell him beats become friends with him ask him how he's doing exactly. like check in on him like hey bro like i seen you just drop this, this is really dope like you know are, are you out here that's that's what's up like i don't know just create conversation yeah. don't just let that relationship Die. sit yeah. you know because that like i don't know you gotta like really uh that could bring you like the dude, next opportunity you know for instance i was uh like little candy paint i met him and uh i don't know if you guys know who that is yeah i know who candy paint yeah. is candy paint bro he OG. i was gonna say uh yeah candy he would like me and him vibed a little bit and uh not a little bit. He loved my beats. And so I was like, bro, that's kind of up your alley too. Now that I think dude, about it, he he's starting to get really dude, he's loving, experimental bro. with his beats. And it damn, that's fire. He was, Keep the going. he was the person who told me don't play like a little candy paint beat, like play you. That's and the, I was that's so dope, bro. Yeah. He seems I'm, very genuine, bro. He's the most, like one of the most genuine people I have met in like studio, uh, you know, scenario kind of thing, I guess you could say, uh, he was so cool, but so about his work and easy to work with. 
you know, if I played a beat he didn't like, it was just like, hey, save that one, like, or, you know, it, not not even like, you know, in some rude shit, just like, hey, save that one, put it to the side, we'll come back on that later, or whatever, you know, and he'd talk about, oh, I like that, that, oh, that's really cool, I like what you did there, like, he didn't have to say any of those yeah. things, he could literally just sit there and be like, you know, whatever, next, 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 oh, you trash, you know, or some shit like that, you know, and for him to be able to talk and communicate as well as compliment and I don't know. It, it was like as if he's building a relationship as well. And yeah. it's like. So how did that relationship come about? How did you get in the door with Candy Paint? Because I know you all like I haven't heard you talk about him. And yeah, I, that, this is this for those that don't know. This is new to me that him and Candy Paint linked well, up. This how that happened. This happened in L.A. I was uh, I was out in L.A. with my cousin who works at LVRN Records yeah. at their studio uh, there. And he had basically kind of let me kick it in whatever studio i wanted for like a like a week you know it's like hey um there's nobody there's no sessions going on and i got in contact with a dude named francisco mm -hmm. who's best friends with candy paint and francisco saw that i had produced for gucci okay and there he hit me up and said hey bro like you really cold like you know send me some stuff i'm cool with candy paint i'm like really so i started sending him some stuff and uh francisco would send me videos of Kenny Paint in the studio before they would record, they'd be like listening to like my house music. They'd be just like Damn. bumping, not recording to it, but just like listening to it, vibing, yeah. you know, some like pre session kind of stuff. And uh, when I was out in LA, I was like, hey, like you out here? He's like, yeah. And I was trying to work with Gucci. Me and Gucci's schedules did not line up. My whole reason for going out to LA was to work with Gucci. I got but our, big baby Gucci, let yeah. the record show. Yeah, big baby Gucci, not Gucci Mane. That would have been a lot, but I mean, <laughs> hey, Gucci, bro, Gucci's on his way, bro. Gucci's on his way. Um, big, big Gucci. And, but yeah, so Francisco was like, yeah, you know, you got a studio we can work at? And I'm chilling in my cousin's studio like, yeah, I got a like, place. Yeah. Like, slide through. <laughs> he ended up sliding through. And uh, yeah, it was me, Kenny Paint. Kenny Paint's girlfriend and Bad Baby was in that studio too. Bad we Baby. was just all chilling, bro, playing music, making some, uh, making some records. So it was live. It was That's fire. Cool. So, uh, last question: Can we expect some Rocco and Candy Paint shit on the way, dude? One hundred percent. I got a Facetime from Francisco the other day about, uh, you know, we got we got one. So fire! Okay. Okay. Y'all heard it here first on the Soul Serum <laughs> podcast, bro. We're break we're breaking news too. I ain't putting no dates on nothing, but yeah. I promise you, there's gonna be something here soon. Hell yeah, bro! Something I'm happy for you. That's fire. I appreciate that. So bro. let's let's talk about the big baby Gucci connection real yeah. quick. Um, um, also, yeah. just like. Side note, the the song, it's minimal. It's the intro song, yeah, minimal. right? Yeah. First of all, very fire. And I'm appreciate not just saying that because you're in front of me. Like the beat it, uh, actually is really, that. really cool, really unique. Um, first of all, how did that come about? And second of all, does it make it more satisfying that it's the intro song rather than track like number four or something <laughs> yeah. like that? Yeah, man, I, I like the intro. I I mean, with Interfusion, I was, you know, like the interlude. I... I would like to be known as that producer who makes the fire ass interlude. Like, you know, if you think about, you know, those like bonus songs and yes. albums, it's like, yeah. those are so memorable. Uh -huh. Wednesday night interlude or like <laughs> summer's over on yes. like a lot Swear of Drake. Like ah, that's, that's the goal. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I like be I like being number one on that track because that's the first thing you listen to. Right, that's right. The first thing you gonna that, hear. Tone. That exactly. like you would say statistically speaking, probably will get the most plays out of anything yeah. on the album just because yeah. people are gonna click on that first. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. I. Uh, so then, how did you guys um, end up working together? His so, I had followed him back in like way way back, maybe like 2016. One of my friends told me I should work with him. And then 
I'd send him some beats here and there. They weren't his style beats, whatever. And I had worked with a dude named uh, Hollywood Sav. He, uh, RIP Hollywood Sav, but he was cool with Gucci. And he had followed me. Me and him had some music, like, kind of, like, working. Like, I'd send him beats. He rocked with him. But we never dropped anything. And I think that, that like, he saw that Hollywood Sav had, like, followed me or whatever. And so I had hit him up. And he was like, yeah, send some stuff through. Nice. And that's how... Uh, we got like the first connect, but then Fish, his producer, had downloaded one of my kits on YouTube. Ah, there was it like, is. Hey. That's fire, bro. That, He's like, yeah, you need to send me some melodies. That was going to be a side question I had. Like, how did that happen? Because the rest of the album is produced by Fish, yeah, basically. Yeah, and like, yeah. I think there's one song that has like a couple of producers on it, but yeah. other, it's like you and Fish. Yeah, that's like that's, the only people I mean, on dude, the album. all of Gucci's production in the past couple months has been only me and Fish but mostly fish but yeah uh yeah fish is crazy bro that man is so yeah he also makes some hard ass beats he is so good uh but yeah fish had hit me up asked for one of my kits was like yo send me some melodies as well i sent him some melodies within 24 hours gucci sent us like five songs and that was like um, every one of those songs went on teen spirit and uh that was before that was like with gosha and whatnot yeah and yeah that was just like really so I don't know. Did wild. you all did you all do anything in person? Have you all like been in the studio together? So this we, is this has been like a all back yeah. and forth sending thing. Yeah. So we were supposed to um we were supposed to link in LA, but we ended up not linking in LA, sadly. Mm-hmm. Just our schedules just didn't line up, you yeah. know. And uh yeah, I we not in person, but it's gonna happen here soon. I already know what's gonna happen. Yeah, he about to start up a label and stuff like that, and he's trying to like get more in studio sessions, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure. And I would like to be somehow like i don't know i just i just need to start traveling some more i mean i've been yeah. on the road but i need to yeah we've made that a goal for soul serum to travel more for videos it's and so just re- just yeah just expanding outside yeah. of here i know you know how important that is it's super important. Um, especially because of the internet now it's so easy to like link up with people oh, yeah. find yeah. people so like is if you can get to a place like then your chances i feel like have increased of like being able to work with yeah you know people outside of your normal circle yeah Facts. Mm-hmm. yeah traveling is one of those things that i definitely think has uh elevated me a little bit more uh for myself because it's like i'm in different areas where i can work with these people and like i was saying earlier the relationships when you meet them in person we've met before you yeah. know what i mean it's yeah. not just like i've dm'd you like you know True. This is... and it's just different environments just getting mm-hmm. outside of your hometown and you just you gain new perspectives by traveling yeah. you know and exactly. when you come back home it makes you want to grind even harder yeah you know yeah i got a personal question what's now up, what's up um uh, so i see you have a obsession with nsync <laughs> and i do too honestly For i love nsync hey, and backstreet boys i grew up on like backstreet boys nsync like bro i got two cousins that are girls that mm-hmm. are older than me oh, and so they, they had was, they, they was, had the nsync yeah. uh what was the C- what was that cd called with the when they were puppets and shit uh yeah uh what was that but they had it on cd bro and we would do like choreograph like dances when we really? were kids just dancing to the shit all the time like it's gonna be me and Sync is pro is like in my top five songs of all time. Like I Dude. fucking love that song. I love Justin Timberlake. What no, is it? No a- strings attached. No strings is attached. the yes, puppet album, by no the way. Attached. There we go. What is it about in Sync that intrigues you? And like, what is it? Shit. So uh, when I was younger, my parents like we had like four DVDs in the house. Like you know, like no, it wasn't even that. It was there was no DVD player. We finally got a DVD player. There was like three or four DVDs in the house. Everything else was VHS. One of them 
it's like you know like some christmas special shit and then the other one was uh in sync madison square garden 1990 or it's like 2000 something maybe i'm not sure Ooh, i'm i'm gonna try and find that on youtube because that's probably crazy bro, this <laughs> show is insane and i would i used to sit in front of the tv and watch it over and over and over and I, like you said the dancing i used to uh I used to practice like dance moves that like, you know, I'd see JT yeah. doing or whatnot. And my, yeah, bro, <laughs> literally I love Justin, bro. I thought he was so dope. Like I just thought he was like the next level. I knew he was going to break apart. Yeah. 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 Do his yeah. own thing. He was so magnetic, bro. Yes. And my aunt had made like these little like jumpsuit kind of things for me that we called ourselves the Roy boy band and, fire. Yeah. And so my brother would set up lights in the basement and, uh, cause he did the church stuff. Right. So this was like before church and all that, he just knew how to do it. And I would dance and like throw on these little shows for like my parents' friends when they'd have like people over, they'd be like, do you guys want to go watch? Do you want to go watch him go down? You know, do you guys want to watch him dance? dance? Yeah. And my brother like click play and I'd be sitting there like dancing and whatnot, doing my thing, <laughs> you know, and uh, that's yeah. how it was when we were kids, bro. Exactly. sync was just the shit. I loved the song uh, Pop. Dirty Pop is like my favorite song by them. I love that rhythm to it i just love everything about NSYNC. yeah i think i was more backstreet boys than nsync like mm -hmm. my family was obsessed with backstreet boys bro my mom a lot of people are yeah bro, bro. my mom was just obsessed like i would be listening to it all the time but uh but yeah the boy band era was was different and Man. yeah it, it it's honestly extremely influential you I, know I, that era of music because without nsync and dude and uh backstreet boys you wouldn't have the one directions of the world exactly. you know or exactly. bts BT the, yeah even now with bts the, bro. the most powerful bro. like music bro. group right now. ever yes. you know what i mean yes yeah so ever, ever actually ever <laughs> like k-pop shit is taking over yeah it really is it really is it's scary i just thought of this <laughs> i just thought of okay. this question when you're talking about like your childhood and stuff and like dancing and stuff um did you ever play dance dance revolution as a kid because like i feel like those beats like everything on there like the 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 Japanese, Chinese, like kind of like, yeah. like, that, that's like that's it's, it's right house, bro. It's like the house electronic yep. stuff. Like, yeah. is that like, you think that's kind of like an influence? Is that playing there somewhere? Yeah, NSYNC, I, NSYNC was like the in, the introduction to like that. Okay. And it's, dude, you're hitting shit like right on the nail. I had, <laughs> I had bought a Dance Dance Revolution uh, little like one of those matte pads. Bro, you know, that I had it on PS2. Yes, like, on me, PS2. Me, me and my cousins yeah. would play that shit all the time. Hell like it was yeah. the, it was that same era. Like we're listening to NSYNC and then we would go downstairs in the basement and play Dance Dance Revolution. My <laughs> yep. cousins could do like the hardest level and I would just be playing catch up trying to like, I could never beat them because they they like, they had it and I didn't. I, and I would right. visit them in, in Atlanta and try to play with them and beat them. But That's I just remember it was so much fun. Bro, my mat didn't even work. Like the mat that I had, like one of them didn't work. So I'm like constantly trying to like stomp on it and it like wouldn't go. That's and so I just remember being so frustrated and being like, fuck this game. Like, I'm tired. <laughs> but yeah, dude, Dance Dance Revolution, I think all of that, bro. Like Trans-Siberian Orchestra, that's not house or nothing. But like introduction to music, like that, like all of these things, NSYNC, Dance Dance Revolution, uh, Trans-Siberian, like that was my first concert was Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Fire. Damn. All of that has such a big play into like electronic and as well as just like real shit as well. Like, I don't know. I it's just, so dope you got introduced to like those types of sounds before like you really got into like the trap rap and like, you know, the regular yeah. like, mainstream stuff. So it's like, you already have like a different style and sound to offer to artists, you know? And I, yeah, I, and that's, I wanna keep on that too. Like yeah. I don't, I don't ever wanna make a beat or whatever and 
know that there's 30,000 other people who have made it. Yeah, made exactly right. I think like it plays that. into your favor nowadays because like yeah. things are getting way more genreless and experimental and you can't yeah. really put things in a box anymore. Not at all. Not at all. And that's, that's, that's things that I look for too when collabing with like other producers too, is like, I want to find artists that are able to like be on their own, sh be on their own stuff. And yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I want to ask one more question before we start wrapping things up here. For sure. but, and I'm stealing one of your questions because it's a good question. But we we have heard this a lot in the last few years, especially as things in the music industry get more transparent and people are coming out with their claims. Um, what what do you do? You have any advice for producers on how to not get screwed over, how to not get taken advantage of Man. when you start dealing with these bigger yeah. artists, labels coming into it, paperwork, you're signing contracts like man, get like make sure you know who you're sending your music out to right make sure another thing is i don't even make full beats my beats are like 50 cents 50 seconds long i'll make sure they're not full composed beats you know they they, they want to rap smart if they want to rap on it they're gonna have to go in there they're gonna have to extend it themselves they're gonna have you know what i mean <laughs> they're gonna have the stems so it's it's damn near impossible but so they have to contact you and, to make, a degree, and yeah. get, it, get it out of you and sign contracts yeah. and get it done that's smart as fuck i don't have like the time to necessarily like copyright every single beat that i've ever made like, of course not they, yeah nobody really do so like I know people who are on stuff like that who are like, hey, man, I'm not sending nothing out till it's, you know, and it's like, right, good luck, you know, because it's going to take a while. Uh -huh. But, uh, yeah, just make sure you know who you're sending your music out to. Make sure you know, like, the type of people you're dealing with as well. Because, you know, if you just sending out random, I've heard of stories of, uh, I met this Uber driver who sent uh, a beat pack in for a submission for, like, an Eminem, uh, like, feature or some shit like Damn. that. Sending this beat. And had gotten word back, hey, we really like this track. We'll let you know if there's any more information on like this contest. Well, he tuned into the radio one day, you know, like a year later, and he hears this beat and goes, What the heck? Like, I'm I'm pretty sure I made this. And then here's the dude who he sent the beat to on top of it. And I'm I'm not sure if he said that there was like an Eminem feature on it, but I'm pretty sure he told me like, yeah, they basically just jugged my beat wow. and took it. So you just got to be careful. You really got to be careful with who has. Do you advise music. getting a lawyer as a producer? I have not. I don't have my own lawyer. I got my cousin. My cousin takes care of all that. Uh, he's he works with LVRN. Yeah. And that is like already a name in itself. Mm -hmm. So you know if, that helps. If you get a, if you get an email from him, you know just know. You know, it might be some season desist shit if you post it. You know, <laughs> I don't have my permission. You right, know, right. Can we end this on this one last question here? For yeah, sure. Yeah. So, for all of our younger producers, not even younger producers, producers that, you know, aren't established yet or just looking to, you know, get into the scene, make yeah. some noise, in your opinion, let's give them three attributes slash skills that mm. a producer needs to be successful in oh. climbing the ladder give them like three solid ones uh shit bro you gotta stay consistent you consistency really gotta, consistency is so important that's because, the first one i was thinking yeah because if you're if you're making like one beat a, a week i'm not gonna say that's not enough because everyone starts somewhere but if you're if you're just kind of like 
this is my hobby here, whatever. I feel like the consistency also includes like being extremely consistently active on social media. Yeah. No, it, talking it, about those relationships, checking in on people. Bro, that takes stuff so like much that. work. That takes yeah. so much work. And it's being more consistent. than just making beats. Yes, exactly. It's so much more than making beats because people are not going to necessarily like you if you have no personality and you are just like a producer. Like, you yeah. know, like, <laughs> you're yeah. like very robotic. Like, nah, you got to be a person. Like, that's, you know, being genuine. That's the second one. Like, you know, just really make sure that you're building authentic relationships and that you're true to yourself. And, you know, don't try to be nothing you're not. I see a lot of people doing that. Really just try to stick, like, Find out what you like. Find out what type of music you like and make it. Like, yes. don't, don't make what you want to hear. Don't be like, I want to make this because somebody else is making this. And that's what pe that's what's blowing up on YouTube. Don't do that. That's not going to help you. So I said, yeah, stay true to yourself. Genuine consistency. Last one, man. Shit. Enjoy it. Just really enjoy it. If you're not enjoying it, then what's the point of doing it? Facts. And I, yeah, you can say, I, you know, what's good though, is I think those three attributes you could put on a lot, a lot of, of different, different dude, crafts and, that, and that's still yes, a very true statement, yes, you know? Yes. And I, bro, producing is a job in itself, just like a lot of the other, you know, things out here in this world. Yeah. It's, it's those job. three things should be consistent because as we know, bro, like climbing this ladder of success, it's not this like linear thing. That's just not, like, not it's up, it's ups and downs, ups and downs. But if you keep, if you all. keep those three, yeah. What was it? Consistency, being genuine and enjoying it. No matter what, if you're up here, down here, it don't matter. It don't matter because you you're doing what you love. Yeah, I'll tell you know, you, I'll tell you, it's just yeah, it's it's a bumpy ass road. Yeah, you're gonna be up and down. It is for all be, of us. You know, flatline for a little bit, but like, do it. You're always gonna go back up. Like that's exactly. what, that's what I've noticed at least. Especially if like if you do those three things, yeah, you're gonna end up going back up. So facts. Well, is there anything else that you want to speak on? Anything else you need to say before we wrap up? I'm speaking in this into existence, and this is like the first thing. That I, I'm just saying this right here. Uh, me and High Tech going to have some music coming here soon. Ooh. So I'm just putting that out there. Mm. I want, I'm speaking this into existence. You so. hear that, universe? You hear yeah, that shit? I'm trying shit? to be like one of the young bulls working with Tech because, man, I, I don't know. He... I look up to that man so much. Yeah, yeah for those so who don't much. know, High Tech, legendary uh, Cincinnati producer... That's produced for anybody, some of yeah anybody. some of the legends back in anybody late nineties early two thousands man he yeah. just dropped some music with uh he was on Busta Rhymes new album yeah fire wait is yeah. that is that who Anderson Pack shouts out in his yep. NPR Tiny Desk where he's like yep. DJ High Tech made this beat yep. he's from Ohio yeah, is he from Cincinnati bro. Cincinnati yes, bro. dead ass yeah. dead ass. <sighs> I had no idea. Yeah. DJ High Tech is from. Oh wow. Yeah, he worked oh, on, okay. He worked on Fifty Cent. Legend. Uh, yeah. 50 yeah. Cent's like most famous album. Get Rich or Die Trying. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Wow. That's gnarly. Yeah. I, dude, I got some do research. Do some research to do. on him. Bro. I gotta go watch the MSG In Sync concert, yeah, no, and really I do. gotta look up really DJ do. High Tech. Yeah. Uh, He's got a really dope um, mass appeal interview on YouTube where they came to his house in Cincinnati. Tight. He has like. And he rhythm roulette. Yeah, he yeah. gets that. He has this yeah, thing, yeah. the rhythm roulette thing, where like I don't. He Dude, he goes to like everybody's records. I don't even know where that's at, but like it's. I think it's in Cincinnati. Yeah, and he gets like three different records and makes this insane. Yeah, he'll bro. he'll like basically do like a blind picking of like three different vinyls and like and just put, makes put three of them all together and make a beat. Yeah, right, I got yeah. some research to yeah, do. No, he is saying <laughs> that. Shout out High Tech, bro. Yeah. Yep. Shout out High Tech. As always. Follow us on Instagram. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter. Join the Discord. You know the fucking vibes. You know the deal. <laughs> yeah. Follow us on TikTok. 
Um, our hot takes are are gaining a little bit of traction. I feel like you're in the lead right now as far as I like, know what the kids hot want. Take traction. Said, Tanner, the kids want. Tanner always bringing up Lil Peep. Tanner's always bringing uh, up X. Uh, X. You know, hey, I brought up Jack Harlow last week. The kids want that now. True, the kids do want Jack Harlow. <laughs> um, and people want. With with that being said, um, I want to thank our guest Rocco for coming Yo, on today, man. We really really me, appreciate man. it. He did this in a pinch too. Dude, I champions yeah. adjust. Yeah, shit, I I can, <laughs> I can adjust my time, man. For for y'all, Soul Serum is family, bro. Like y'all, all love for you guys, man. For real. So we I appreciate, I appreciate you guys so much for having me. Like, thank you, thank you a lot. So. And I think with that being said, uh, my name is Clay Bonin. My name is Tanner Mavis. I'm Rocco Roy. Yeah, we appreciate you guys <laughs> listening. That's what's up. New episodes every Monday. You already know what's going on. We're out. Deuces. Peace.